was delicious. Sound was check. That? Oh, that was sound check. I um, thought we just spent the past five minutes doing sound check. Yeah, but I wanted like an angelic oh, sound the check. The angelic. <laughs> Let's harmonize. How's that? Uh, oh. Look, you need to stay on one note so I can get the. Oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> no, but the harmonizing is you. Look, I don't work in the music you're industry. Fucking, you've destroyed me. Whatever. Anyway. I'm start a band. Welcome to the Prince Street Review. My name is. We haven't done that. We have literally never done that. Okay, go. Oh yeah, I was. I was literally doing that. Welcome to the Prince Street Review. My name is Skylar, and this is uh, Young CJ. Hello. Uh, Yeah, she sounds like Stitch. Um, I actually, for the millionth time, and by the millionth time I mean the fourth time, have not organized a uh a theme or whatever for this podcast so it's all been on cj yet again um i lost sleep last night and now i'm a little bit loopy that's not my problem it is her fault um i'm gonna hand this over to her what are we doing today what oh shit i once again forgot to write an introduction um fuck me because you gotta stop just riffing intros every time (laughs) because to be fair i like to do the whole story and then go into the intro afterwards because I have a broad perspective. Well, it's not really an angles. intro then, is it? No, no, no. As in, like, to write it. I like writing the introduction uh, after I finish it because yes. then I have, like, a full comprehensive idea of what's going on. Oh, uh, yeah, but then you just don't write But the then intro. I forget because I'm really tired because it's really late at night because I'm the only person putting any work into this podcast. And then... Excuse me, I'm bringing enthusiasm. That, I mean, that's very and, true. And joy and... Did you listen to last week's... Absolutely not. Podcast? No. Also, I think we would both like to formally apologize apologize for how absolutely <laughs> tragic that was i think I got, okay the first bit's a bit cute because like i yawn and then you're like oh that's a big yawn and i was like that's really cute i love us anyway big but, yawn <laughs> yeah that, did you listen big to it yawn. no i just say that a lot to my yeah, dog like you said oh to your do- okay big well, stretch <laughs> <laughs> so you treat me like your dog good to know not like um, a dog more like a pet okay like a sea monkey i'm do you remember sea monkeys I'm a sea monkey. A single sea monkey, too, not like a packet of sea monkeys. No, you are one. Can you imagine if someone gave you one sea monkey and were like, you're not allowed to have a dog? I completely forgot about sea monkeys. I love them. Do you know what they are? They're brine shrimp. What? Yeah. So they're, oh, wow, actual living things. Did you not? I mean, yeah, I they thought move. There was some... Have you ever had sea monkeys? Yeah, I have, but I just thought there was some kind of... You know how they live of... and, like, move and eat? You know that? I just thought, okay. What did you do with your sea I, monkeys? I just left them on the kitchen bench. What? Like, Ask my mom. water? Or... I think she did all of the work. I just looked at them sometimes. <laughs> my parents had, I had, a her- I had hermit crabs. Oh, no. I had so many friends that had them and I just... I love Did you them. paint their shells as well? No, I let them be them. Why would I force them into conforming to a certain to what I thought was beauty when they were beautiful themselves? All right, this is going to another place. Um, what are we talking about? Stop looking at me like that. You enjoying that gin? It's, it's actually really good. Bombay is the tits. Don't quit your job because you're good at it. You should stay in bartending forever. Oh yeah, I would really, really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I would really love to make porn star martinis Absolutely. all day, oh, every to day, be fair. until I die. To be fair, fuck yeah, they were um. They were a massive Top. fucking vibe. Top notch. I can't believe I'd never had one before. Oh, to they're be mad delicious. Like that was next level. If anyone's ever not had one, please do yourself a favor and drink one. Do Just do it. A do yourself flavor. a favor, mate. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Sorry. So we are today. I thought because we haven't done a true crime story yet. We've done fraud. We've done like a historical like bunch of people die on a mountain. We've done. 
Sid and Nancy. Sid and Nancy, which is like more of like a entertainment style, famous people, celebrity. So so tragic. By the I way, I thought for <laughs> yeah, that was a depressing so one. So tragic. I thought that for us to begin our journey into true crime, we would begin with the world's first serial killer. What? Yeah, How buddy. does anyone pinpoint that? Okay, though? to be like, fair, God. he may not be the world's first serial killer, but. What the world? He is credited first. as like the first American serial killer. Of course, Americans want to be the world's first everything. Well, I don't really know the timing between this and Jack the Ripper, which we will do in the future. But I just don't. I don't know when Jack the Ripper was. Shotgun Jack the Ripper. Uh, well, then do fucking mate. Yeah, get one under your belt first. When I don't have assignments coming out of my ass, I'll jump on it. Okay. Yeah, I just, I'm just sick of the fucking excuses. Continue, please. <laughs> So, if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about H.H. H. Holmes. H.H.? H. I say H.H. H. Holmes. I don't know if that's going to, like, piss. Holmes? Holmes. Isn't it Holmes? H. Like, H. Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Holmes? How do you say Holmes. It? Like, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock you know, Holmes. Holmes. It's not Holmes. You don't pronounce the L. But there is an L. But you don't pr- fucking pronounce it. why would it. you not pronounce it? You are just... I was taught English by two non-English speaking people. So... I think you should check your, pri- your privilege. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. To, uh, talking about H.H. Holmes. Oh, thanks for saying that right as I was taking a sip. <laughs> um, okay, so let's riff on introduction. H.H. H. Holmes was deemed the first American serial killer, mm. but he was also the kind of serial killer who just kind of casually um, – confessed to a bunch of crimes that were proven to not have fucking happened. So he was famous for having this murder castle. And then there's a lot of kind of like, he did murder people, yeah. but he has become infamous and his story has become bigger than what actually happened. So today we're going to be deep diving into the story of H.H. Holmes, debunking the myths and honing in on the actual victims of this. Okay, very this is exciting. Man. I'm very keen on this topic. Are you excited? I have never heard of this, right? of this Not person. Enough. Like, I absorb true crime podcasts like they're fucking Agua. And, like, yeah. I have never heard anybody doing H.H. H. Holmes. So I'm pretty stoked. I'm, I'm into it. I'm excited. We're, we can whack us up on our tragic podcast. I think that this is going to be a good time. I'm really keen on it. Okay. Okay, let's, let's jump in. Let's do it. So. Born Herman Webster Mudgett in Gilmanton, New Hampshire, on May 16th, 1861, to Levi Horton Mudgett and Theodate, which, mate, can you imagine? Theodate, Page Price. Theodate. Theodate. Can you imagine if your mum hated you so fucking much that they called you Theodate? I have a family member in my ancestral history, and her name was Theodosia, and I feel like that's cute. Theodosia, yeah. Theodosia? Yeah, Theodosia. Theodosia, Theodosia. I think it's Theodosia. Oh, I was talking to this um person that you know um it's your was family going member, though, so yeah I was going through our no they were like going through our family uh, history with my mum and they pronounce it Theodosia so now I have no idea but Theodosia sounds way better. I think it's have Theod- to say. I, I've heard Theodosia before. Yeah, like I've heard people say from historic like I haven't met anyone called Theodosia but Me I've neither. heard historically people called Theodosia. That's a sick name. It's I a really pretty, like that's it. That's a bad... Theod- like, you are meant for shit if your name is Theodosia. Theodosia's cool. Theodate is fucking mean. Yeah, you don't ever hear someone go like, oh, do you remember that chick Theodosia from high school? Yeah, whatever happened to her? Like, Never She would happens. be someone that they'd be like, oh, Theodosia, she fucking became president of the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I wish oh, I was called Theodosia. I- also, a footnote. 
I put a lot of effort into this story because I did feel really guilty for um, the fact that <laughs> last week was such absolute I trash. I felt really guilty about Honestly, that tired trash last week. But it pisses week. me off because Elizabeth Holmes and, like, Theranos is one of my, like, favourite, like, things. Like, I find it so fascinating and I gave the most piss poor. Like, yeah, there was, it was no detail. There was barely any information. Half the time you were asking a question, I was like, mate, fuck, you're asking the wrong person. I it was no literally midnight after so many gins. We had so many drinks. We, we hung out with my friends. I like My it. friends that are now Skywish friends. Shout out to them and please don't roast <laughs> we this podcast. We're going to name drop them? Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> You're all right. Okay. Go on, name drop. No, no, no. You've already shut I'll me down. Let's go fuck myself then. Okay. Okay. So if you didn't get it, right? Dad, Levi Horton Mudgett. Mum, Theodate Page Price. <laughs> so. <laughs> Theodate? Um, he was his parents' third-born child with an older sister, Ellen, an older brother, Arthur, and a younger brother, Henry, and a younger sister, Mary. Sorry, I lost track of how many people I had to say. Way too many. Yeah. Both Mudgett's parents were descended from the first English immigrants in the area, and his father was from a farming family, working at different times as a farmer, trader, and a house painter. Mudgett- okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> Love it. Mudgett deviates from the stereotypical childhood behavior of a serial killer, with there being no proof of him torturing animals or suffering abuse at the hands of his father, although people have attempted to speculate as such to fit him into the familiar serial killer mold. Well, yeah, everyone always says, like, if you end up a serial killer, you are, like, capable of, like, hurting you know innocent is, yeah. innocent things that are yeah. helpless you know like animals well we're like for people who have watched like mind hunter i don't know if you've seen it but, i haven't i yeah. haven't it's but a I, good show you should yeah. watch it but essentially once they kind of created the serial killer profiles and they started interviewing them there were a lot of similarities between their childhoods their relationships with their parents their psychological state a lot of them had a, hen- a massive head injury when they were younger now whilst i totally agree that that is good to try and anticipate someone's behavior it is also harmful in the sense that like hh H. holmes entire like legacy has almost been created just purely out of fiction like people being like oh he was this like there's not that much information because this happened in the 18 1861 like like, the chance that records have kept from that long ago there's gaps and so people are like oh he probably filling in the gaps and he probably sorry killed animals he probably was abused by his dad but there are eyewitnesses from childhood who are just like that's just not what happened but i think also i feel like a lot of um, like serial killers and murderers are actually like some can be seen as quite normal or oh. I think a lot of people said that even Ted Bundy was really handsome and really intelligent mm-hmm. and just completely Which unpredictable. Which I don't understand, by the you, way, because he looked very average Not cute. Like, he was not cute. Um. No. <laughs> but I think probably handsome for the day, I think. Maybe. But, and like um, maybe for what he did, people were used to people who looked like, I don't know if you've seen these people, but like Ed Kemper, Ed Gein, fucking, oh my God, what's I don't. Like, I don't dive into a lot these- of uh, murder. <laughs> mysteries but yeah the serial killers i can imagine before him didn't weren't exactly but he was like a young like you know intelligent handsome for the time young man it's completely unpredictable if you're imagining zach efron he doesn't actually look like zach efron zach efron Efron played him and he did it very well but he gave me such a boner in that movie to say he looked like ted bundy is just wrong he did it absolutely not but he was attractive but not to that degree of Zac Efron. I don't think... I think no one There's is There's like, very few, I would say. No one is a Zac Efron. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Back to... Yeah. No, back but to- I also think it's harmful just because if you try and fit everybody into this box, then you can ignore, like, the fact that there could be a child who didn't have any of these kind of pre 
requisites Pre- or whatever. Yeah, to do something that, like that still ends up doing something really fucked up and yeah. becoming a serial killer. But they might just be a different kind of serial, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like if you, there's no fixed formula to creating no a formula. serial killer. I feel killer. like people try and for- smush them into a box, and it's yeah. like they're people and they're going to be different. And the best way to, I don't know, like stop it is, I don't really know. There's no fucking way to stop it. People are fucked up. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) People are basically really shit. Like I just, yeah. Like I don't, I, as much as it's good to anticipate if your child has like a mental health issue issue or if they have, not bipolar, but what's the other one? Um, the, it's like a broader term, a personality disorder in general, yeah. right? If they have a personality disorder, as much as it would be great to be like, oh, they have a personality disorder, they could end up being a serial killer, we should blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's that. not always, like, people, not everybody with personality disorders ends up being a serial killer. And in the same sense, not every serial killer has, I mean, they would have, have a personality disorder to be able to murder someone, but they may not yeah. exhibit it in the sense of, like, literally having a personality disorder, if that makes sense. In my opinion, I think all serial killers have some kind of... Something that has something to be wrong. something because, absolutely because to be to be able to cause harm to any living thing, yes. there has to be something mentally yeah. wrong with you. You have to. But, I, I would say you kind of have to either be slightly on the spectrum, slightly pretty hardcore on the spectrum of sociopathy and psycho- psychopathy. But there's also my mum has always said she's a registered nurse. <laughs> my mum has, but she's a registered. <laughs> my mum is a murderer, but she's an RN. She's a registered nurse, and her and a lot of her friends have always said there's bad, not mad, and there's mad, not bad. Mm. So yeah. she's seen a lot of bad people in her time with almost 30 years of nursing. Yeah. And she's like, there are some people that have done horrendous shit and you know they don't, they're not mad. They are just bad to their core, yeah. you know? And so it's really interesting yeah. when you're looking at by a case-by-case yeah. kind of thing, like how some people you will look at them and you're like, there's nothing, you know, you are just like a sick yeah. A sick individual. You're a sick fuck, yeah. You don't like some people genuinely have psychological issues, absolutely. If they're capable of doing that, but some people are just sick yeah. when they're when you know, yeah. when they're doing horrendous things. So I, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, same. That's why I'm so into true crime. It's like that the psychology behind it, like yeah. it's insane. Okay, so we've gotten one paragraph in. Um anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at sixteen, Holmes graduated from Phillips Exeter Academy and took teaching jobs in the area before marrying Clara Lovering in Alton on July fourth, eighteen seventy eight. They had a son named Robert Lovering Mudgett on February third, eighteen eighty, who as an adult became a certified public accountant and served as city manager of Orlando, Florida. Mm. So he ended up being pretty successful. Not too shabby. Yeah. At the age of 18, Holmes enrolled in the University of Vermont, but didn't last long as he felt dissatisfied by the school and soon moved to the University of Michigan to study medicine. Sorry, I had to burp. Delicious. Wait. Burp in my face. Do it. Okay. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) (laughs) To study medicine and surgery, graduating in June of 1884. While studying at the university, Holmes had apprenticed under Dr. Na- Nahum, Nam, Nahum, N-A-H-U-M, however you wish to pronounce Nahum. it. Nahum. Um, <laughs> White, who was a noted advocate of human dissection, and it was only years later when he was suspected for murder that Holmes would admit that he had used cadavers to defraud life insurance companies several times. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he was, like, a massive scam artist is the other thing. Like, I think most of his crimes So he studied like, medicine. He did. So he he's obviously... Uh, he's, no, he wasn't a doctor, but he studied medicine. So this is a, this, this is a, an intelligent individual. Oh, absolutely, so, so, yeah. Uh, you know, to be able to pull it... Wow, oh, my God, he was a doctor. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a doctor, but he studied medicine. Yeah. 
It was reported by Holmes's housemates that he treated his wife Clara violently, and in 1884, before his graduation, she moved back to New Hampshire and later wrote that she knew little of him afterwards. So they never divorced. Nothing ever like big happened, but she just kind of fucked off. Which you know what? That's a vibe. That is get amongst fucking it, lucky. Good decision making. <laughs> so she, so literally, they were still married, never got divorced. She just left, and that was it. That and was they, it. Yeah. They're literally still married, just not yeah. together. Yeah, and she took the son with her, um, as you would. <laughs> absolutely. Shortly after this, Holmes moved to Moore's Forks in New York, but he didn't stick around for long as a rumor spread that he had been seen with a boy who had disappeared. Mm. Holmes claimed the boy went back to his home of Massachusetts, but still left town quickly and quietly. Um, There's a lot of these kinds of stories of him being seen with people who, like, disappear, and they can't confirm that he killed them, which is why... Another thing throwing it into the Essentially, yeah, Yeah. it's really hard to pinpoint how many people he's actually killed, because some people say that the number could be up to 200, but that's very fantastical. But some people say it's up to 20, but he was only convicted of, I think, four murders. So wow! Yeah. Wait, so they're saying that. So at this stage, they're saying that he's been seen with a young, a young, a boy? young boy who disappeared, and he and never Holmes to be seen said, again. Yeah, never to be seen again. Holmes said that he moved back to Massachusetts, which back then you can't really track whether or not someone's gone home because it, it's not like you can just te- like. I don't know, find them on Facebook or something and see that they're still alive. Like back then, if you move to Massachusetts, that you may as well be moving to fucking Australia. Like it's, you don't see them again. Yeah. You don't know. So, and he was a boy. So it's not like he's going to accept a telegram. (laughs) That is such like an insanely weird concept to think about prior to, I don't want to go off on a tangent too much, but prior to like, (laughs) (laughs) prior to like social media and all of this shit, like Uh just back in the day in like the 1800s, like if you moved away that was like generally it. If you lost yeah. where someone was living, and that 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 literally it done. Yeah, you but don't even see that the, person even again. In the eighties, right? Like maybe it was obviously it was easier than in the eighteen hundreds. But even the eighties, oh, I mean, what if do we know? Didn't tell. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> fuck, didn't live there. We were born yesterday. <laughs> um, Gen Z. <laughs> Zoomers unite! 1998 represent. Whoop, whoop. But even in the 80s, if you didn't give someone your phone number and you didn't tell them where you lived and you just disappeared, you could have just gone somewhere. You could have just gone home. But if you, if I, tomorrow, I mean, it's different. We're like good friends. But like, if I tomorrow... Good friends! Okay, we're besties! You bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, we're just acquaintances. You just told me that we were an acquaintance. (laughs) That hurts. Shit, you know what? deal with it so <laughs> if you tomorrow just like disappeared mm-hmm. i would be able to tell that you were okay because of facebook or something like that but if we were in the 80s and you just disappeared you could have just gone somewhere yeah i mean i reckon if we have anyone listening to this that there's going to be someone in their 40s or 50s like harassing us about how wrong we are because what, what you can like comment on what do we know about the 80s maybe you can oh can? you can actually i think maybe this is utter garbage <laughs> Sorry, the eighties are not the eighteen hundreds. You fucking idiot! <laughs> you were saying the eighties. They would have been like a little bit different to the eighteen. <laughs> I did clarify that when we first started. To be fair, <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's let's keep going. Um, okay, so he moved on to Philadelphia after that. Um, Pens. Oh, he moved on to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And he got a job at a drugstore. But while he was working there, a boy died from medicine Holmes had given him. And even though Holmes denied any involvement, he still up and left the city immediately. Dodgy. Mm-hmm. Dodgy. So it's at this point that he changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes to avoid being tied to any of his So what was his original stands. name? What was his original his name? His original name was... Scroll to the top. Herman Webster Mudgett. 
Herman Webster. So I've been calling him Holmes because, like, there's been mention of other mudgets, like his wife and his son and all that kind of stuff. Herman so Webster. People. Webster's a cool name. Webster's a cool name. Webster's I back cool. Webster. Yeah. But that's his, Herman. Like, name. Mama mia. Herman Webster Mudget. Okay. Yeah. I like I like Holmes better. Mm-hmm. So I think H.H. Same... H. Holmes has a very cool ring to it. It sounds like a fictional character. And for a long time, I thought it was. I thought it was, like, literally a part of the Sherlock Holmes yeah. world. Like, that's genuinely what I thought. But yeah. Now, now I know it is. It's for realsies. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that great is he's he not a good guy um okay so the issue with hh Holmes, as i mentioned previously is that he confessed to a large amount of killings that could be easily disproven an example of this is when after his arrest he confessed to, he confessed to killing his former medical school classmate dr robert leacock in 1886 for insurance money however leacock died in watford ontario in canada on october 5th 1889 okay uh, so he what? just confessed to it for like literally no reason except to seem like a big bad boy but bad boy (laughs) big bad boy (laughs) big bad boy big big bad bbb seriously okay so so far welcome to our bbb series (laughs) big bad boy series with all the heavy hitter serial killers (laughs) oh my god oh no okay so he's confessed to a murder which just can blatantly be just just proven okay so, mm-hmm. bit of a dick. Why He's would you? Da- and he does that quite a few times as well. Like, once we get to the end, I'll kind of go through it a little I bit. I think it's like... super fascinating. Like, why? What do you get out of that? Because he probably well, just wanted to be seen. Just... Literally, he, when he was on death row, he kept on commenting, being like, I've started to look like Satan. My appearance has changed so much. I'm transforming into what I actually am, which is Satan. Like, he was a little bit fucking mad, to be fair. Like... Old mate's got some issues. He's clearly... Someone has hurt him. <laughs> someone... <laughs> Whether it was in his mind or whatever it was. (laughs) Who hurt you? (laughs) Sorry. Um, Continue. So, while still married to Clara... Holmes married Myrta Belknap in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota. But you could double up on your wives, could you? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but he just did it because yet again, 1800s, there's no proof that he was previously married. Oh my God, can I do that? Just double up on husbands? Mm-hmm. Triple. Or you don't triple. have a husband, so you can't even, it wouldn't even be doubling up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not in this lifetime will I have one. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Okay, so he filed for divorce from Clara a few weeks later Mm. on the grounds of alleged infidelity on her part. But as there was literally no evidence that she had done this, it was rejected and it was said that Clara had no idea the divorce had been filed in the first place. Well, I mean, so they're she like was just living blissfully, blissfully like, unaware, and blissfully of, unaware. He was just trying to divorce her, and she just literally had no idea. I don't understand why she wouldn't be so down for a divorce, though. They're Although in back in states, the- I feel like it would have been complicated. Like he probably would have had to get in contact with one governing body and be like, "This is the reason why I want to get divorced." And then yeah. they were like, "There's no proof that this happened," and they were like, "We're not even going to bother contact." Like it just seems insane. I have no idea. It's just like too much. It's too it much seems effort. like everything's very complicated. <laughs> But well, in the 1800s, Absolute shit was complicated. Yeah. Did they still shit out of windows? No, that's not really what happened. I don't know. We should do some research in our, in our next podcast. If anybody's shitting out still, of windows. If anybody's still alive from the 1800s, we mean you no know harm. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, Holmes had a daughter with Myrta named Lucy Theodote. Oh. Holmes, he decided to keep that name. Jesus. <laughs> Holmes, who would grow up to be a public school teacher. Cute. Whilst, 
very cute. Whilst Holmes did live with Lucy and Murta, he still spent most of his time in Chicago tending to business. And eventually he married Georgina Yoke on January 17, 1894 in Denver, Colorado. So he's got still three... being married to both Clara and Murta. So he literally has three wives. Yeah, at one point he did, yes. Big man living his life. Mm -hmm. I like it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're going to get into what was deemed as his murder castle. Mm -hmm. Um, Police and investigators after he was arrested have been like, it wasn't a murder castle. They highly doubt anybody was murdered there. But we're going to go into it anyway because it's fun. I'm down. So once arriving in Chicago, Illinois in August of 1886, he began officially using the name H.H. Holmes, as Mm. I previously mentioned. Yes. After finding work at S. Holton's drugstore, he proved himself to be a hardworking employee and eventually purchased the store of previous owner Elizabeth S. Holton. There is a myth that Dr. Holton, which is the husband of... Elizabeth. Uh, what was it? Elizabeth, yes. Um, Dr. Holton and his wife were murdered by H.H. Holmes, but this has been disproven, and both Holtons remained in Englewood, where the drugstore was located well into the 20th century. Wow. So there's a, yet again another rumor that he's murdered someone who was quite obviously alive. Very much alive. Very much alive. That's very impressive. Good job at living. Mm-hmm. Wow. You did a great job, sweetie. We're very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Good job at doing the breathing. You do the breathing so well. Wow. Okay. Wow. That sounds like Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Oh, I really need to perfect that impression. I miss Owen Wilson. Me too. And Mm. his snores. He was great. He was kind of delicious. In a weird way. Yeah. Unconventionally attractive. Like, I kind of wanted him and Vince Vaughn at the same time. They were both unconventionally attractive. Just, like, can you imagine, though? Kind of like Noel Fielding. At the same time. Kind of like Noel (laughs) Fielding. I've opened up another thing. <laughs> Don't get me started on so, this is literally the basis of our friendship, however many years ago. How long ago was it? We used, it was to, like tweet at, we used to tweet at Noel Fielding. We used to tweet at Noel Fielding as thirsty, like, 15-year-olds. While <laughs> <laughs> he was in his 30s, we like, hey, bitch, you want to have sex? <laughs> I hope we never actually become famous and he sees this and then he comes on the podcast and we're like, hey, so we wanted to fuck you for a really long time. To be honest, still kind of want to fuck do. you. <laughs> Daddy. Oh, he's so attractive. Him. And if anybody Googles him, they're going to be like, what? <laughs> this all started from a wow. Anyway. Oh, anyway. But <laughs> basically, takeaway, want to have sex with Noel Fielding and want to have sex with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson at the same time. Please, Five sim. Thank you kindly. Five sim. Oh. So gorgeous. Let's do it. Let's fucking... Why haven't we set this up yet? (laughs) Okay. So, Holmes purchased the empty lot across from the drugstore and began construction on a two-story mixed-use building in 1887 (laughs) with apartments (laughs) on the second story and retail space on the first. Holmes declined to pay the architects or the steel workers, which resulted in them pursuing legal action against him in 1818. Not quite sure what happened with that because that was all I could find about that. He refused to pay them. They pursued legal action. No one gave me an end to that situation it'd be like that sometimes i assume either he paid them or he didn't <laughs> do your own knowing research him, figure it out. knowing him very much probably him. did not pay yeah. um, in 1893 he added a third floor to the building and once again suppliers ran into issues in garnering payment from him with furniture suppliers finding homes hiding their materials which he had never paid for in hidden rooms and passages throughout the building Holmes intended to use this third floor as a hotel for the world's columbian exposition which was the world's fair from that period of time. Yeah. Which if you want to know about the World's Fair, do some research. It's it's a big it was a big essentially like global kind of thing that it was kind of like the Olympics. It moved from city to city. So oh. the World's Fair was in Chicago that year. 
And awesome. that's why a lot of people think that he killed up to 200 people because there are a lot of vagrants kind of in that area who were coming and going and didn't have people keeping track of them. Yeah, okay. Because they were in the city for tourist reasons or What whatever. a creepy world to be living in. That, yeah. like, it actually gives me the heebie-jeebies. As a woman, it oh. would be fucked. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be too down for that, to be honest. Absolutely not. Especially not. With a vagina. Back in the day with a vagina. Yeah, not Absolutely a good time. Absolutely not, no. Um, so Holmes, yep, as I said, and I said that. Um, the hotel section of the building was never completed. <laughs> yep. By the way. Obviously. Okay. So Holmes's first murder victim is believed, like, confirmed, but not confirmed, but, like, they, like, as in the boys, they don't really count because it's, they could have just disappeared, but this is someone who it's actually shifty. Okay. But still he was not convicted for. So Holmes' first murder victim is believed to have been his mistress, Julia Smythe, who, after her husband found out about the affair, had moved into one of the apartments in Holmes's murder castle with her daughter, Pearl. Is this like a proper castle or is this just like a building? It's just a massive building. It's like a, it like had three like an apartment floors. There were retail kind of apartments, thing. a hotel on the third floor. Like, okay. It was huge. So right. Imagine like this kind of, but I would assume. With like different bits. Maybe bigger, but like also more open plan. I yeah. I suppose, yeah. Um, so, she worked at his pharmacy's jewellery counter and disappeared along with her daughter on Christmas Eve of 1891. Mm. Holmes later claimed that she had died during a botched abortion, though what truly happened to the two has never been confirmed. Okay. Another suspected early victim of Holmes's was Emmeline Sigrand. Kigrand? Sigrand, I That's think. That's a really cute or name. Sigrande, who had began working in the building in May 1892 and disappeared that same December. Edna Van Tassel is another woman who vanished and is believed to have been an early victim of H.H. Holmes, all three have never been confirmed. So there are three women around about kind of the same time, like between 1891 and 1892, who all disappeared whilst having some sort of relationship with H.H. Holmes, but it was never confirmed. Their bodies were never found. They, and back then, I suppose, just saying like, no, they just up and left. Meet more. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies for the um, 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 interruption. The, uh, you know, I just like to give a quick shout out to my mum who likes to interrupt all the things <laughs> that I do. It was very um, sweet though. She just wanted to chat. Yeah. Look, she's obsessed with me mm-hmm. um, and she just needs to chill out with it. You know? Oh, bitch, fuck off. So, I, you know like, what? It's I get... good to have a mum who cares. <laughs> <laughs> like I get, like she, you know, cooked me for nine months and like gave birth to me mm-hmm, and ruined her mm-hmm, body for me mm-hmm, and then raised mm-hmm. me and all this effort into making me the person I am today and being fantastic but god do you have to call at during, exactly the time we're oh, doing recording a our amazing podcast our amazing not trash podcast where were we at okay let us resume <laughs> I don't know, we got we got cut off we, we finished the, whatever okay so <laughs> it'd be like that Holmes met and became friends with his future criminal right-hand man, Benjamin Pitezel, while he was working for the Chemical Bank, which was the third largest bank in the U.S. at the time. Mm. Pitezel was a carpenter with a criminal past and a district attorney would later describe him as Holmes's tool, his creature. Is this like... Is Charlie sleeping? That's a bit cute if he is. Um, if anyone can hear the snoring, oh, he is literally Charlie. By the way, is my son. He's a blue staffy, and he's really adorable. He's <laughs> my son. He's a blue staffy. Don't ask. It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask. It is a long story. Okay, so in April 1893, Holmes offered. <laughs> Sorry, it's just my. That's cr- just my coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> this is my corona. Um, okay, let me start again. <laughs> 
In April 1893, Holmes offered the job of being his personal stenographer, which is just like someone who takes notes for someone, Uh um, to Minnie Williams, whom had just moved to Chicago. After convincing her to transfer the deed to her property in Fort Worth, Texas, to an Alexander Bond, which was one of Holmes's aliases, or uh, I don't actually know. Alias? Is that how you say it? Aliases. um, Whom then transferred it to Benton T. Lyman, which was an alias of Pitezel, Minnie and her sister Annie vanished and were never seen alive again past July 5th, 1893. Does that make sense? I kind of butchered it a little bit. You really did. I just (laughs) had like a minor stroke. So Minnie and her sister owned a ranch. Yes. So H.H. Holmes managed to convince her to transfer the deed to the ranch to one of his aliases. Yes. So it was him, but she didn't realize it was him. Yeah. Then he then changed the deed to the name of one of Pitezel's aliases. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So all of that then after they had the deed to the ranch and after they had the ranch in their possession, the two sisters disappeared. Okay. Well, never to be seen again. Obviously very sus. Very sus. Stabity, stabity, murdery, murdery. But still never proven. Not charged for. Wow. Yep. It'd be like that. It so, it do be like that. It do be like that. That is sometimes. so dodgy. But it shouldn't be dodgy. like that. Like, I mean, I hope it's not still like that, although I, I'm sure it is. But, like, <laughs> you know, still, it's sad. I wouldn't doubt. I, I wouldn't doubt for a second. It's shitty. Absolutely. I feel bad for them. But they're dead, poor I mini. suppose. So, poor, poor mini. mini. Well, they're absolutely either way. It, I right mean, now. yes, they are absolutely dead. Even with or without our sympathies. So, yeah. all right, moving on. Eventually... <laughs> Holmes fled Chicago in July 1894 after insurance companies were pressing for him to be arrested for suspected arson. Arson? He moved to the ranch he had inherited from Minnie. <laughs> inherited is a strong inherited. term. <laughs> I stole it from her. Um, and intended to build another castle there, but ended up being arrested briefly and incarcerated for the first time on the charge of selling mortgaged goods in St. Louis, Missouri. So these are all crimes that we haven't actually discussed, but essentially, throughout his entire life, he was a massive fucking scam artist, and now it's starting to catch up to him. Yeah, essentially. Um, Whilst in jail, he came up with the idea to scam the insurance companies by taking out a $10,000 life insurance on himself and then faking his own death. The plan failed, however, as the insurance company became suspicious and refused to pay. But... It failing didn't stop Holmes attempting the scheme for a second time with Pitezel with the $10,000 life insurance policy intending to be split between himself, Pitezel's wife, and Holmes's lawyer at the time, whose name was Jephthah Howe. The scheme name would go what? as this. Jephthah Howe. Jephthah Howe, maybe? H-O-W-E. Was oh, the lawyer. Howe. Howe? Howe? I think it would be Howe. How it would be surely. I think Sorry, so. That was That's okay. Fantastic. No, it's okay. I, I feel like you needed the clarification. I really did. So the scheme would go as this: Patesel would set himself up as an inventor under the name B. F. Perry, and then be killed and disfigured in a lab explosion. So the disfigured obviously helps in concealing the fact that he potentially didn't actually die. Yes. But instead, being the best buddy that he is, Holmes killed Patesel by knocking him unconscious with chloroform and setting his body on fire. Oh my god! That's so so rude! When Holmes eventually confessed to this murder, he implied that Patesel was still alive after being knocked unconscious by the chloroform and before being set on fire. But the forensic evidence directly contradicts this, showing that he had used the chloroform after burning Patesel to make it appear as a suicide. What? So I didn't really what? understand this either, but the, what? what it says is that he was essentially trying to stage it as potential committing suicide by chloroform. What? Why? Through chloroform. Is that how you would do I that? mean, if you overdose on chloroform, you die. 
that's why like people are constantly like there's a danger in putting chloroform showing chloroform in certain films as like a way to knock someone out because it's very easy to put too much and then like for the person to die I had no idea. Yeah. So essentially they're, they're saying that the chloroform was used on the body after he had burned him. But I don't really know if that makes sense because well, they so said he that he... burned him alive? May, I don't know. Oh, that's sick. Something. He killed him. Anyway, bottom line, he killed him. <laughs> so Holmes collected the insurance payout and manipulated Patezel's wife into allowing three of her five children, Alice, Nellie, and Howard, into being in his custody. Don't know why the fuck she did, he, he did that, to Why be would he want them? I don't know. Um, also I looked it up and the amount of money, $10,000 was akin to $350,000 at the time. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because the GFC. Um, okay. So he, he traveled throughout the Northern United States and Canada with the children, all the while lying to their mother about Pitezel's death, stating that he was hiding out in London, as well as lying to her about the whereabouts of her three children. So she still thinks he's alive, like her husband, because Um, the whole point of the scheme was that he would fake his own death. So they're like, oh, he just needs to lie low for a bit so that the insurance companies believe, believe us and pay the money. Yeah, but he's probably, (laughs) but he's actually dead. And what does she, where does she think her kids are? Well, she, she knows that they're with him, but she thinks that he is with her husband. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, it's like a whole fucking... He really tore himself into a web of lies. So Holmes would later confess to murdering Alice and Nellie. Am I? Yes. Yeah, I'm at the right spot. Alice and Nellie by forcing them into a large trunk and locking them inside. He drilled a hole in the trunk and attached a pipe to it that pumped gas in to asphyxiate the girls. Jesus. Yep. He buried their nude bodies in the cellar of his rental house at 16 Street, 16 St. Vincent Street in Toronto. That's really creepy. It's really rude and very not nice. Rude, creepy, just terrible. So You're a bad man and I hate you. Unnecessary. You're disgusting. No kidding. Children. Absolutely gross. How old were they? Um, don't have those facts for you, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't have those facts for you. Um, that's disgusting. Apologies. Yeah, that's, yeah, he's a bad man. So police who were investigating Holmes and the three missing children found the bodies um, with investigating detective Frank Geyer stating, the deeper we dug, the more horrible the odor became. And when we reached the depth of three feet, we discovered what appeared to be the bone of the forearm of a human being. Investigators then followed Holmes to Indianapolis, where they discovered bits of the third child, Howard's teeth and bones in the chimney of the house he was staying at. The chimney? Yeah. I assume he burned him in the chimney. The Jesus. Body. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. And it, it does beg the question of like, why the fuck did you take the children? If you were just going to murder gonna them. You're just going to kill them. Like, what's the point? I guess, I don't, I don't know. So they can't have all the insurance money, I guess. I maybe. Yeah. Did she want to divvy it? Maybe. Well, it's um, it's their mother, of course, that she was going to give them to the children. Yeah. I think. So that would be knocking off three people that you don't, that won't get the insurance money. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, that makes sense. So Holmes was finally stopped when he was arrested in Boston on November 17, 1894, on the charges of horse theft. So the horse theft charge was just so that investigators could prevent him from fleeing the country as he had caught wind of the fact he was being investigated for murder. Yeah. So, and if you flee the country, you're essentially, you're in another country, you're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no one knows who you are and you have a fresh slate. Because it's the 1800s. 1900. No, 1800s, yeah. 1800s. Yeah. So... Imagine how good that would be, though. I mean, mean, yeah. Kind of Completely fresh start. You would have started over fucking 17 times. Uh, As an army kid, yeah, I've started, like, all of the times. Mm Mm-hmm. But our social media... Then you came back and and re... Ignited your love for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So... (laughs) 
Police officers inspected the murder castle. Um, and stories emerged of them finding rooms with hinged walls and false partitions, rooms linked with secret passageways and even airtight rooms that were connected to pipelines filled with gas to be used as gas chambers. It was said that the building boasted soundproofed rooms and mazes of hallways, some of which led nowhere. There were also reports that many rooms had chutes attached to them that dropped straight down to the basement, where Holmes had acid vats, quicklime and a crematorium to dispose of victims' body. bodies. Plural. He was also said to dissect them to sell their organs and bones on the black market and to medical institutions. Investigators later stated, however, that stories of torture equipment found in the building are 20th century fiction. So that's incorrect, but all the other stuff is correct? Yes. So there was actually, there were vats with... No, 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 no. So that's all all of it is All of that is bullshit. But here's a lot of people who know about H.H. Holmes know him synonymously with the term murder castle. H.H. Holmes is murder castle is a very famous thing and they don't have any proven murders that actually happened in the murder castle supposed murder castle yeah right so that's why i didn't spend too much time on it like it's interesting like he built a castle i suppose it was a building it was a fucking big off fuck off building big old building yeah but he built that but then all of these things about are complete bullshit yeah but it was just these huge stories because people, I don't know, like they, they had never heard of somebody just killing a bunch of people before, yeah. which he did do. He killed like three kids and one dude and potentially some other people. But I'm sure we'll add to that list shortly. Mm-mm. It's just those four, apparently. Yep. Wow. That were confirmed. I call bullshit. Mm? He's well. murdered so many people. But there's so, right? But that's that's the thing. That's what everybody did. They were like, there's no way that he only killed these four people. Yeah, no so way. all those people that vanished around him, I think, sus, very much you can attribute to them. But the idea of the murder castle was that he was just like picking people up off of the street, off of like when this world, imagine like heaps of people are in the city for this world, world fair. Yeah. And so he was just picking people up the street, putting them through this whole murder torture situation. And then disposing of the bodies in the basement, which is not proven in any yeah. way, shape or form. Totally. Don't know. Yeah. So in October 1895, Holmes was put on trial for the murder of Benjamin Patezel and was found guilty, being sentenced to death. By then, it was evident that Holmes had also murdered the children. And following his conviction, he confessed to 27 more murders, though some persons he confessed to having murdered were still alive. Um, and he also confessed to six attempted murders. Holmes was paid $7,500 for his confession, which in today's money is $230,000, which I think I said about the $10,000. So the $10,000 would be like $300,000. Wow. So he was offered $7,500 for his confession, which would be like one of us being offered $230,000 to say something. We would fucking say it. I would absolutely take that. Absolutely. Um, So it was quickly written off by the police to mean nothing, essentially, his confession to the 27 murders, because he was paid to do it. Which is fair enough. Yeah, I mean, no comment. <laughs> yeah. So on May 7th, 1896, Holmes was hanged at, uh, which I thought it was hung, but everywhere said hanged, so I just went with it. it was, at Moya Mansing. Right? It's I, hung. On May 7th, 1896, Holmes was hung. That sounds better to me. Yeah. Not hanged. better. I mean, it's brutal, hanged. but yeah. Okay, hung at Moya Mensing Prison, also known as the Philadelphia County Prison. Until the moment of his death, Holmes remained calm and amiable, showing very few signs of fear, anxiety, or depression. Holmes's neck did not snap. He instead strangled to death slowly, twitching for over 15 minutes before being pronounced dead 20 minutes after the hanging had commenced. Jesus. Which, you know what? Makes me a little bit happy. Me too. Me too. But do you know what I, I in like films or like I even specifically I just watched uh I just seen an episode 
of Archer. <laughs> no, of uh, of Yellowstone. Yeah, oh, big any vibe. big vibe. Uh, shout out to Kevin Costner, Dad- oh! Daddy. Another person we can add. Oh, to that I'm vibe so scene. in love with him. But um, no, uh, it's when this. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but someone strangles someone else to death, and it takes them like like a minute if that and they're like strangling apparently someone dead. to death takes forever strangling someone to death a lot, or suffocating a lot them of, takes um, like fucking 15 20 minutes yeah and like a lot of like strength Con- continuous con- like yeah. a continuous pressure on one spot for like a long period of time that's you know? why they that's say that's bullshit no when, one just like dies after a minute of being strangled yeah, and passed out from lack of oxygen to the brain that's why they say that strangling strangulation is like someone that you know It'd be very rare to be strangled by like a random because it's a more personal thing. It's a very personal thing. That's what they you say. Know? But I mean, obviously, that could be someone out there who just fucking loves strangling, strangling people. people. But that is a very long, very slow, very terrible way to kill someone. Absolutely. You know. So when people not, are just like, are just time. like, oh my god, I just strangled this person for like a minute and they're dead. No, you strangled them I mean, for like twenty look, minutes. To be fair, if somebody told you that, maybe don't focus on how long. They strangled them I mean, if they, I'd ask just to double check. So how long did that take you? I would just so that you could prove a point. Yeah, just because you're a that point. fucking stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so, I will call the cops, but just how I just I do a bone to pick with like someone. I'm being strangled in front of you, and you're like, but Caroline, just hang in. This is science. <laughs> science i need to know how long this is gonna take until you this, die this is for science no no i like wait. don't worry i know cpr it's like I, yeah all right fuck me i definitely don't if someone was strangling you you'd be fucked okay really? well then don't <laughs> hang in there for science don't hang in there for si- caroline it's for science <laughs> stop being such a whiny bitch fuck's sake <laughs> okay so let us commence sorry the murder castle's caretaker and this actually gave me like last night when i was doing this this specific part gave me like real shivers so the murder castle's caretaker a main name a main a man named quinlan committed suicide by taking strychnine on march 14th 1914 with his suicide note stating i couldn't sleep Oh, doesn't that just make? Oh, you, that actually like, gave me right. I literally got like chills, what? and like Skylar can tell you, I've seen every fucking horror movie on the fucking playbook, but that gave me like mad chills. Like I literally, I just, oh my god, um, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. Oh, that really freaked me out. Yeah, his relatives claimed that he had been haunted for several months and was suffering from hallucinations. He had been haunted. He had been haunted because he mean? was still looking after the murder castle after H. H. Holmes was gone. So he... He was the caretaker yeah. of the building. So he had been haunted as in, like, literally... I'm going to assume that they mean maybe both like, literally and figuratively, like... Okay. But, yeah. Um, the castle itself mysteriously burned down on August 1895, with two men being seen entering and exiting the building between 8 and 9 p.m., after which, following several explosions, the castle went up in flames. The building, however, stayed intact and continued being used up until it was torn down in 1938. Now, the site is occupied by the Englewood branch of the U.S. Postal Service. Wow. No, no, no. You would never, you would never set up shop in that building, man. That I don't is, think so. That I think is... it's a perfect example of what the US Postal Service probably stands for. <laughs> Dude, that is, that. no, absolutely not. That building, regardless of its, its uh, 
its history in relation to like any fictional whether stories that are being confirmed. told yeah. whether it's true or not that place would be fucking haunted bad As shit is, yeah. bad shit would have happened anyway whether it was full-blown murder or not bad mm-hmm. shit happened uh-huh. in there if that motherfucker was living there mm-hmm. and running shit out of there he bad, lived there for years bad shit has happened there that would be so haunted mm-hmm. absolutely i agree you know that is that's a lot of bad juju and then a man died in there exactly. that caretaker killed himself he in killed there. himself yeah you know i agree absolutely not i agree with you it's a good thing neither of us are in the u.s postal service business <laughs> <laughs> so in 2017 allegations arose that hh holmes had escaped before being hung and thus his body was exhumed for dna testing this is similar to the diatlov that's really creepy murder. yeah yeah so um, due to his coffin being buried within a concrete box, it's going to make you giggle, his body had decomposed strangely with his clothes and his moustache being completely intact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like a little skeleton with a moustache. And he had a fat moustache. Oh, hell yeah. Have you ever seen Escape to the Country? No. Oh, no. Escape to the... Escape to the... Chateaus. Escape to the Chateau. Have you I ever seen that? I also haven't seen that. Oh, <laughs> it is so good. Anyway, I'll show you later. Big Daddy on that uh, on that show. He's got mm. like a big fat moustache and mm. it is just intense. Love so it. So that's what I'm imagining it's right there now. to mop it all up down below, am I right? Stop! Stop! <laughs> You are such an animal. (laughs) So through dental records, the body was confirmed to be that of H.H. Holmes and he was reburied. And that is the story of H.H. Holmes. Mate, I would chuck his bones straight in the bin. I reckon you need to burn them in like hellfire. Yeah. Burn that, that, burn that bad juju, man. Yeah. Burn that shitty moustache. You fucking... You don't, want, you don't want that ghost following you around. Yeah, God, no. It's like a big no-no. That's a hard no for me. Thank you kindly. Jesus, that and is, like, goodbye. really intense. Yeah. That is a very intense situation. Right? It's quite the situation Chicago oh, just kind of had What I find on. really interesting about him was that he didn't have, or he wasn't known to have had any of those... Uh, Pre-predisposition, yeah, like stuff, predisposition, yeah. kind of like kind of behaviors, prerequisites that, of a serial pre- <laughs> to join the club, serial prerequisites. Mm-hmm. You know those things that a lot of people deem to be something that contributes to someone falling into that that way of life, <laughs> <laughs> choosing that path, so choosing that lifestyle. Uh. <laughs> you know, like wow. you did. Yeah. Tell me more, Skylar. Tell me more. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's weird. Like he didn't have those. He didn't have those. You know, he didn't wasn't known to like hurt animals or other small mm. children. And it's been known mm-hmm. people that like are capable of hurting an animal. Small children are capable of doing really terrible shit because uh-huh. they are tiny, innocent helpless little things you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. i think that's really interesting it is but interesting. also really interesting that he was only done for murdering for four, four murders, people yeah. i call he bullshit. was definitely on a spree he was on like a little moment because he did all of those really close together. he had a bit of a moment yeah but it's it's showing ted bundy had a spree ed kemper had a spree like they go into berserker mode so this particular kind of breed of serial killer yeah. go into berserker mode and until they're stopped they're just going to keep fucking going because at that point they're self-destructing yeah. and they don't care anymore Oh God, it's so creepy. But I think I think the, the by far the creepiest part of that whole thing was that caretaker. Yeah, right. Saying he couldn't sleep. He couldn't sleep. Oh, oh I, hate it. I hate it so much. It, is it like, makes me very unhappy. I don't know why. Just, just I can't. Oh, it really stresses me out. It really me like out. last night. I was like, I'm not easy to 
to spook. And last night I was in bed, I was tap typing away. Everyone else was asleep, aka my sister was asleep. And it was just like, it was dark. I had no lights on. I was like, oh my God. And I got up and I put the lights on because I was like, fuck me. No, no, well, it's, no It's weird you. how like little things like that can really get to you. Yeah. It's not, it's not the just gory. specifically, it, I couldn't sleep. sleep. <gasps> oh, oh, I hate it, Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, like when you look at like an, um, when you look at murders like Jack the Ripper, what he did, like didn't he like full sore a chicken? Oh, it was half? disgusting. Like yeah, disgusting. It's not mine. That is like disgusting, gory shit. But it doesn't give me the creeps like someone committing suicide and the only thing they say is they can't sleep. Oh, that oh, is really. It's just the little psychological things I that get to you. Really have like tink- Like I feel cold right now. Like, I know tingles. that's like, the I'm thing. So it's little things like that really get to you because mm. blatantly gory shit. It's like okay, that's really fucked up and gory but like it's those little creepy things like what like i could just dive into that for so long oh my god okay okay let's rein it back in um so in popular culture right so there has been a number of non-fiction novels written surrounding the hh holmes murders since the 19th century in 1974 robert block wrote american gothic which was a fictionalized version of hh holmes crimes in 2017 the history channel aired and this is actually quite interesting and <laughs> this part pay attention to <laughs> an eight episode doco series titled american ripper in which holmes's great great grandson jeff mudgett and cia analyst amaryllis fox investigate clues that hh H. holmes was the infamous jack the ripper oh mm-hmm. i feel like we need to add that to our watch list that l- oh so when we do Jack the Ripper, we should, like, check in on these timelines because that is quite intriguing. Yeah, wow. That is really creepy. But, like, I mean, Jack the Ripper was, like, in London. Do you know what I mean? Like, but he kind of, like, I'm, I'm sure that there's, like, shit. Otherwise, a, they wouldn't make an eight-episode doco series about it. There'll be a loophole. I reckon we'll there's find. something. Yeah. There's always a loophole. There's always a loophole. Always. We've discussed this earlier. Even to virginity. All right. So as of 2019, a Martin Scorsese... <laughs> I grew up Catholic, okay? As of 2019... <laughs> we had to find loopholes. We had no choice. <laughs> When I turned 18, I decided, fuck the loophole. I'm never getting married. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, continue. As of 2019, a Martin Scorsese's... Charlie! Charlie! (laughs) I wish you guys could see my dog. Okay, okay. We just need a photo. No, Charlie. (laughs) Charlie, get down. You need to be firm with him. No. You you can't just be like, oh my gosh, you're down. Charlie, down. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. No! Good parenting. Thank you. Well, good being good co. No. Good auntie. No. Thank you. He's, I will dog sit when you are away. Thanks, man. Okay, so as of 2019, a Martin Scorsese series starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I just came. Is in the he can join the sixth-some. <laughs> now it's a seventh-some. Um, so Leonardo DiCaprio is in the works with Paramount TV and Hulu, although neither Martin Scorsese or Leonardo DiCaprio have been officially confirmed to be attached to the project. Okay. So essentially, Martin Scorsese said that he ha- was going to make an adaptation of a fictionalized novel that was based on H.H. H. Holmes's life. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio was attached to star in the film. It was originally a film. Then Hulu joined and it turned into a series. And then there's been like no talk whether or not Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. Has Leonardo DiCaprio ever even been in a TV show anyway? Like never. 
He's a he's a film actor. I don't think so, actually. Yeah, he's never. I'm ever... sure he has been in a TV series at some Surely point. Surely not. But I, I think know. he has. Like, you'd be hard pressed to find an actor who hasn't done like at least one TV show, like in his early career. Dude, like, the he would idea have been of in something. the idea of Leo DiCaprio in any kind of TV series just makes you know what? We can look this up right fucking now before we get to the sources. He, I'm sure he did. Like, me. I feel like I would have noticed if he wasn't in a single TV series. Maybe. He could have. He also probably has done like Saturday Night Live, which is technically a TV series. Yeah, not really. I wouldn't call that a proper TV series. Like, no, oh, it's a separate Wikipedia page. Come, oh fuck come me! Come on, boy, I'm trying. Sideways. Well, he's got a television series. Yeah, he was. He was in the New Lassie, The Outsiders, Santa Barbara, Parenthood. He was in Parenthood. Wow. Okay, so Wait, I. Wait, what? I really don't know much about Leo DiCaprio. Then, oh do no, I? no, no! But not, not the Parenthood that we know. There was a. There was another parenthood. <laughs> Were we born yesterday? I'm so confused. May as well have been. Wow. Holy shit. Well, he, stu- he was in like 12 episodes of that. Jesus. I feel like I need to watch that. <laughs> I don't need to get He was in an the- episode of Roseanne? Oh my God. What? Um, he wow. He was in 23 episodes of Growing Pains. I really know nothing. Starring in it? What? Oh my God. Holy shit. Um, he was in Greensburg from 2008 to 2010. Oh, no, but he was an executive producer and co-creator. Okay. Um, then he was on Saturday Night Live and he played himself. Yeah. And then he executive produced two TV series. One starring someone I don't know. This is very uh, interesting, CJ. Um, okay. So let's jump back into these sources. But anyway, I just wanted to know. And he has done, a, apparently, a shit ton of TV series. So you I, were incorrect. Yeah, Starling. I really got fucked Cooper Dukerich. Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> we should really give everyone my full name. <laughs> Too late. Stop <laughs> out. I'm not editing that shit out. That's fine. Google her. She's fucking hot. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama mia. It's okay. It'd be worse if she was ugly. Because then you, like, Google her and it's underwhelming. Thank God I'm but not. now you can Google her and, you know. Be pleasantly surprised. Be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> this shit that talks a lot of you shit, You better go actually, Google yourself and check and make sure that you look good. I have and I actually look tragic. Oh, it is really bad. Yeah, devastating. I know. So. Okay. All right. So, sources. We have the H.H. Holmes Wikipedia page. Always a, always a vibe. H.H. <laughs> um, Holmes, American Serial Killer by John Philip Jenkins for Britannica.org. Delicious. H.H. Holmes, biography for biography.com. <laughs> Did Serial Killer H.H. Holmes really build a murder castle by <laughs> Becky Little for history.com. <laughs> serial Killer H.H. Holmes, body exhumed. What we know by Erica Killer Leah. <laughs> For Rolling Stone, and those were my sources for the story of Harold. What was his name? Harold. Harold. Where, where did he? It say what his name. That was, was really. That was anticlimactic. I was really trying to fucking just. Harold. Is it ha- Harold? Hen- Harold, Harold Herman? Wait, no, it's not. Wait, 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 that was his original wait, name. Wait, We've wait, really wait, played wait, this wait, outro. Wait, 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 um, Anytime Henry today. Howard Holmes. We got there. <laughs> so I found that really interesting. I don't know about you guys. Is that um, enough fucking information for you? I really, oh, definitely makes up. I for reckon last that week. was a definite step up from last week. Shout out to my mum for interrupting. Shout out to the old me and everything. Sorry, that's a five star song. Let's not. Shout out to five stars for supporting us. Oh every, my god! Every step of the way. Ah, uh, shout out to CJ's and <gasps> my new friends. Oh. 
Oh, thank who you. Are the, for... Who are the new friends? Oh, my friends yeah, that you've now idiot. taken on as your own. Sorry. Yeah, they are now yeah. mine. I'm going to take them. Um, please don't roast us too hard when you listen to this. And to all of our gems. Listen to this episode. Don't listen to the last episode. Yeah. I say at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. Um, yeah, to all of our Jeffs, we love you very much. Yeah, we've got like six now. Like six entire Jeffs. That's pretty wild because yeah, like, you know, first episode we had one. <laughs> yeah, Zero, technically. So, but yeah, I'm pretty like, happy with our growth. We like six if we keep going the way we're going, we'll have 12 by like next week. I plan on being Joe Rogan. Yes. Not really. Oh, wouldn't it be great to get paid to talk shit? I kind of want to marry him a little bit. Joe Rogan. He's kind of hot. Yeah. In a weird way. But he's also like kind of a dick. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, like, look, if you can, like, look, look, look. Oh, look. Look. We can always separate sex and political views, right? Yeah, I mean. I mean, I would fuck a lot of people. (laughs) Purely out of curiosity. I feel like I would potentially, and this is is controversial, (laughs) out of curiosity, I would ride Trump. Ride that creepy orange-looking like, backwards wank. But you have to wank. assume he's not orange everywhere. <laughs> I, I want to know if I everywhere know. is orange. Oh no, I he'd have like a of... he'd have a bikini tan yeah, line. That's what I mean. He'd have a really would, white butt. Would hole. you not pay for me to send you a Snapchat of Trump's tan line? <laughs> <laughs> this has gone. This has gotten purely out of curiosity. I don't want to see Trump's if anything. Ca- if it came down to it, I would do it. <laughs> no. So I actually... Um, so if I, Trump came up to you and said, let's have sex, I you would, would be a straight up no. I would say no to go and grab someone else by the pussy because it ain't me. But like, Absolutely aren't you kind not. of curious? No, I don't want to be touched by a creepy fat orange and palumpa oh, asshole. God, like, I'm just so curious. Okay, you you and I have to have a bit of a discussion. <laughs> this is an intervention. I'm also curious about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, that's acceptable in a weird way. But he's like super far right as well. Is he? Yeah. I mean, I don't so really know Stallone, much about Arnie. Stallone's like um, I Stallone. Can, I can see that. Stallone has you know weird I'm really immigration. Who? Tell me. Ah, uh, Justin Trudeau. Oh my god, do you, know what we, do you know what we should do? We should have a fuck corner at the end of every episode where we're like, who will we fuck this week? <laughs> <laughs> Justin Trudeau. Oh. He is my political Speak daddy. Speak to me, baby. Oh, yeah, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of creepy because my dad's French, but, you know, ignore that fact. Do you have some issues that we need to discuss? Well, only if my dad being French means that I can never fuck a French man. Which I don't tragic. think that it's synonymous. That's tragic. I think I can fuck just Justin Trudeau. We've already kind of established that he's mine. Fine. But only if I can have Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Go for I it. I want both of them. I'll have Noel Fielding. At the same time. Stuff him in the holes. Don't- you don't get Noel Fielding? That's rude. Noel Fielding belongs to both of us. You can't say stuff him in the holes in our podcast. You can't. Oh, you it's can't. too late. I already said it. We're going to edit that out later. Yeah. I refuse. Every single episode, I tick not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you will find that means I can do whatever the fuck I want. Puppy! <laughs> anyway, we, we are, are a sex positive podcast, and this is Caroline and Skylar. Sorry, CJ and Skylar. I don't want you to get it confused with the branding. <laughs> CJ and Skylar Cooper Dukeridge. Fuck. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Prince Street listening. podcast. Skylar has a, um, has a job interview tomorrow. If you're from her job, 
because she has inevitably got it. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. She wants to fuck Trump. You heard it here first. It was Skylar who wanted to fuck Trump, not CJ. <laughs> Bye!